Okay, I'm going to shut up now because you're recording. No, don't don't shut no, up. Because now That's you're looking point. for something to do at the beginning. That's part of a shtick. <laughs> it's the shtick. And I don't want to be involved with that. All right, you guys ready? And three, who's two, year one. Yippee-ki-yay, mother... Welcome to Yippie Kaye Mother Classic. I'm Ralph Quartrucci. I'm Sean Paul Murphy. I'm Deborah Murphy. I'm John Quartrucci. Penis. I think you might have to say that a little louder next time. Penis. Um, wait, you said Yippie Kaye Mother Classic. That's that's the name. That's what this show is. When we oh. do regular movies, we oh, classic. Okay. Plus, it's been around a while now, so it's a classic. <laughs> All right. Interesting. Um, before we get started, we need to shout out a condolence. To everybody's sweetheart. Oh, you Olivia are the one, John. the one I want. Let me just uh, go to black for her. Yeah. For I have tears. They're multiplying. <laughs> um, what's interesting is we're doing the movie that Debbie brought. And, uh, you know, Olivia Newton-John was everybody's crush when she came out in 75, I think, Grease came out. 70, no, 77, I think. 77? Oh, 78, 78. Every young male, probably a lot of females as well, fell in love with Olivia Newton-John playing Sandy. And I think Zoe Deschanel, Deschanel, I don't know how to pronounce her name, is another sweetheart, which is Debbie's film she's bringing later. But before we do that, I have nothing to talk about for what you watch because I've been busy traveling and uh, putting these shows together constantly. Uh, So, uh, Sean and Debbie, what'd you watch this week? Well, I'd like to tell you, but I may say nope. Nope. We went to see Nope with our former um, guest, um, Trish Weers. Oh. And I was the one who liked it more than them. Oh, wow. You didn't like it, Debbie? Nope. Nope. <laughs> what? what? Can you okay. Why you didn't like it the without ending. spoiling it? The ending. The ending. Because it ended too soon? Or just you didn't like the ending? Right. I didn't find the ending really satisfying, but I'll tell you one thing I do like about Jordan Peele is that, um, you know, he's making his way into horror sci-fi world, but every one of his films is is unique. You know, it's just not a retread of something else we've seen. And I admired that about this. I did not find the ending as satisfying as I would have preferred, but, you know, um, I enjoyed my time at the movies watching it. I liked watching the beginning, the middle, um, but the end was so disappointing. Well, John will have to see it so we can do a spoiler because you really can't talk about no, this we film can't. We're not. without no. spoiling, without well, any spoilers. Okay. It's, it's very, and I don't want anybody who hasn't that's seen my next, it. That's my next movie to go see okay. in the movie theater. But, so. did, but did you catch the other film references or the homages to the other films like Jaws and Shining and all yeah, that? Yeah, but I did not catch two. No, we didn't. we didn't catch that. Okay. Well, you can't tell them without John. Yeah, I can't. That's what I mean. This is really difficult. You guys are making this, John. You're making this very difficult. He just said he's going to see it. Lay off the poor man. Thank you, Drew. Let's get there. Get there. uh, Our viewers uh, will demand. Yeah, there's references. And there's things I would like to say, but I just don't feel like. Yeah, we. This is a movie you cannot talk about without spoiling. It's really impossible. It's like Fight Club. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. All right. uh, Anything else, or is that you guys watch an open? That was predominantly it. We watched. Okay. Okay. Uh, 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 Drew. Well, I watched a movie that, uh, was very sweet. Uh, it's Channing Tatum's directorial debut called Dog. Oh, I wanted to see that. Aww. It's basically 
a sweet road movie about a guy and his dead friend's dog that becomes about a guy and his dog, a boy and his dog, but not the um, Don Johnson boy and his Apocalyptic. dog, which is yeah. a lot rapier. <laughs> the telepathic dog. Yeah, it's uh, it's just it's just very sweet. It's well done. Um, it's was got the dog a military cast. dog? It was a military. Yeah, it's dog, about right? it's yeah, about yeah. A, a guy who dies and his um, his war dog uh, is a Belgian Malinois. Uh, and, um, the family is like, I, we want this dog to come to our son's funeral and Channing Tatum for a number of reasons, his character's like, okay, I'll do it. And, uh, it's just, it's like, you know, you've seen it all before. It's classic. It's sweet. I will say, uh, Ethan Supley, Ethan Supley, um, is, uh, in a couple of scenes and he's great. He's been like the chubby guy actor in teen comedies from the nineties and stuff. You'd recognize him and he's, he's really excellent. And so I enjoyed that. And I also watched a movie that I've been wanting to see for a while, uh, which was not worth the wait called, uh, antlers. Mm. And it's a horror movie with, um, Jesse Plemons and Carrie Russell and, uh, Graham green. And it looks beautiful and it's got a great cast great and the cat. creature design is kind of interesting and it's not terrible or anything. It just never really comes together. Um, if you're going to watch it, it is very pretty. Uh, and it's about things that are interesting, but it ultimately never really grabbed me. I'm like, it's one of those, like, okay, I'm glad I saw it, but it didn't really, uh, do it for me. So see dog before you see antlers. The funny thing about antlers is we watched it right before we watched, um, power of the dog. Oh. We're sitting there like, wait a minute. Is that the same guy? You know, it is. Yeah. He's a little, he's a little chubbier in power of the dog, but. Yeah, yeah but, Jesse Jesse Plemons is uh, he'll get an Oscar one day. He's a really wonderful actor. He's in yeah. uh, he's in Friday Night Lights, where he's one of the most you know endearing, wonderful characters. And then he was unbelievably terrifying in Breaking Bad uh, as Jesse um, as uh, Jesse Meth Meth Damon's Nazi slave master. Like just yeah. really, remember he he looked just like Matt Damon. We used to call him Meth Damon in that show. Yeah, no, he does. He yeah. does look like that. And also, I I think Carrie Russell. You know, she started as Felicity, and she's she was good, but she's turned into a really interesting actress and better than both Antlers and Dog. If you've never seen The Americans, wow, on FX, that show is an incredible show, and she's incredible in it. So, Antlers is one of those things. It's like there's a lot of good parts. It's not terrible, but. Eh. It's strongly <laughs> adequate. Yeah, I was looking That's forward to that one, but okay. There you yeah, go. I'm, glad, I'm glad I saw it. Yeah. All right, John. Um, just one thing about Olivia Newton-John. So uh, I've, I've done Grease three times. I've played Danny twice, and both my leading ladies were excellent. But I always uh, kind of fantasized about what it would have been like to do Grease with Olivia Newton-John, you know, in my delusional state. I had a big crush on her, and, uh, you know, my friends and I used to, when that movie came out, we just loved that show, and then we actually got to do it. Um, so it was very sad, and I didn't realize, you know, she was only 73, I think, so she was yeah. young. Young for how she'd been She'd been battling cancer for 30 years, so yep. uh, it was very sad to read that. Yeah, so she lost her husband in the, yeah, the, uh, uh, in the yeah. boat or ocean i don't know what yeah uh she also married matt latanzi who was in greece too by the way well the the funny thing is everyone had a crush on her the actors all had and the guy playing nikki ended up marrying her sister yeah uh so and they especially had a crush on when she came out uh in the story of the show uh, of the whole movie of greece is if you dress like a slut you'll get the guy so uh, everyone loved her when she showed up in that, uh, you know, the hot pants. I mean, they had a sewer in them. They were so tight. Anyway, what I watched, so uh, TCM had an Elvis marathon. 
<laughs> and I thought I saw every Elvis movie that's been made, and then I found one that I did not see. Ooh. And it's called Live a Little, Love a Little. It was made in 1968, and it was uh, Elvis at that point in the movies had become pretty irrelevant because the movies became so one note. He was getting bored with them. Everything was shot in a studio, uh, on a, you know, on a lot. And this movie was adult. In fact, it was the first time he ever was in bed with a woman because contractually he couldn't be in his movies. It was a really strange movie, I got to tell you. And you could tell uh, they were kind of going with the groovy 60s vibe, um, trying to tap into that. And the cast, we got what, Sean? He was tapping into it. He was. And and the cast, Rudy Valley was in it, (laughs) Don Porter. Dick Sargent and Sterling Holloway played the milkman, but the woman who was the lead in it is Michelle Carey, and uh, she was beautiful. Kind of had an irritating voice, but the whole point of her character was she had like multiple personalities, or there was something mentally going wrong with her uh, that they never really addressed. And if you watch the movie, you'll understand what I mean. But I'll just give you first of all, the only good sign that came out of it was a little less conversation, and it was yeah. a great scene, and the way he did it was super cool. But they had this one scene where. She was messing with his mind, and she's got this big dog uh, named Albert. Uh, I think it's a Great Dane. And the Great Dane sleeps in the same room with Elvis. So Elvis is having a dream. All of a sudden, the, the room goes re- uh, red, and now there's a guy in a dog suit with the tongue hanging out talking to Elvis, pretending like this is her dog talking to him. And then it goes into this uh, the surreal set, and his pajamas become almost like a shark skin suit. It was really hey, strange. John, John, yeah. Did uh, Elvis at that point say, "You ain't nothing but a hound dog"? He did not say that, but I can't imagine what was going through his head when he's doing the scene because uh, it was, was ridiculous for Elvis. Yeah, it really was. He would put it up was, with a crazy woman. I don't think yes, he would. but it was just it was nuts and. You know, he was, he was actually he was actually pretty good in it. He's not um, a bad actor. He just he's not. And listen, and I, I was just talking to Ralph about this. His movies get a knock all the time, and I totally get that. And, and most of them aren't very good. But if you go back to King Creole, uh, you go back to Jailhouse Rock, and even for me, um, Follow That Dream, which was later in the 60s where he really played kind of a dumb character, but was, but was uh, he was great in it, and he was very funny. Um, his, he, he actually, he could have been, um, he, in fact, he wanted to be James Dean. Yeah. And, and the colonel wouldn't let him do it. And frankly, the audience didn't let him do it. But that movie was just strange. And, and, uh, now I know I've seen all his movies, but that one was really bizarre. So if you get a chance and you love Elvis and you want to see Elvis, uh, this was right before the 68 special too. So this was right before he came back. Uh, this was on the tail end of his career. And then that thing exploded. And he, uh, he did change a habit in the early 70s. But check out that movie, Get a Chance. That's what I watched. So that's it. All right. I said I had nothing. I have one small thing. Uh, Better oh, Call Saul's last, heard. last show is tomorrow, uh, next week. Looking forward to that. They've, uh, did you hear it? Did you hear that? I did. I ignored that one. Um, <laughs> uh, she had her one joke. I thought the Elvis Hound Dog thing was no, enough. I think, I think oh, Debbie's going to be gone. And I, didn't, I don't have my sound effect hooked up with the rim shot. I could have done a whole rim shot. Oh, Go ahead. Darn. Give her a rim shot. Uh, here you go, Debbie. Um, yeah, uh, Better Call Saul is finishing up its run next week, and I'm really looking forward to that. The last two shows have been very good. They're not, some people are complaining about them, but I think they're fantastic. So, um, I'm looking forward to the, to the, to the last one of that one. 
Do they bring back Brian Cranston and the other guy? They came back for cameos. Yep. Oh, they did. Oh, that's cool. And it all fits the way the the writers on that show, the director is just they're brilliant. They're brilliant, and the and the stuff they call out is just amazing. So, all right, Debbie, what yes. did you bring to the table? Oh, this is a, let's, now. This now. Let's explain again. This yeah. is a movie you have never seen. Yes. You know, um, and I don't think I I had not seen this film. Nor I. Okay. Uh, Drew, had you seen this one before? I did when it first came out in 2009 okay. or whatever right. it is. Debbie, what's your film? 500 Days of Summer. Hey, who directed that? That was directed by Mark Webb. and Who directed Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man movies. He did? That was Mark Webb. Oh, he did that Spider-Man. I get it. Webb, yeah. I get it. Now yeah. I see why he directed those. Yep. Well, that's interesting that he has a, a name by the name of Mark Webb, you know, like spiders use their webs. And then the writers are Scott. I just made that same joke. Okay. All right. It's connected because the writers are Scott Neustadler and Michael Weber. Oh, wow. They're with the web. And it's we got a theme, reoccurring theme here. Yes. And it's uh, Zoe Deschanel and Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Jeffrey Arend. Those are the stars. Yeah, they got to get friends. So, his what friends happens in this movie? Oh, and Chloe Moretz. Moretz, or whatever yeah. her name is. Yeah. Hit Girl. This is a story of boy meets girl. They made a statue of us. The boy, Tom Hansen, grew up believing that he'd never truly be happy until the day he met the one. The girl, Summer Finn, did not share this belief. You should know up front this is not a love story. I think we should stop seeing each other. Just like that? Just like that. Start from the beginning and tell us what happened. I tried to talk to her in the copy room. She's totally not having it. Maybe she was just in a hurry. And maybe she's an uppity better than everyone super skank. In college, they called me perfectly adequate and handsome. They used to call me anal girl. I was very neat and organized. So you have a boyfriend? No. Who needs it? We're young. Might as well have fun while we can. And wait, wait. What happens if you fall in love? You don't believe that, do you? What? It's love. It's not Santa Claus. What I, want, you got I think it's official. I'm in love with Summer. I love how she makes me feel. What happened to my buddy and they work out? What always happens? Life. You'll get over her. I don't want to get over her. I want to get her back. Debbie, what made you pick this movie? Well, you know, we're going through it and I was going to, uh, I wanted to look at, you know, Maybe another uh, romantic comedy. She was looking at Spark, uh, Eternal Sunshine. I was going to choose oh, that. Man. And That's then an I came movie. across 500 Days of Summer. She also thought Donnie Darko, too. And I was thinking Donnie Darko, but I chose this That is one. pretty romantic. Yeah. I chose this one because, um, you know, the any kind of numbers in a title kind of intrigue me. You know, I'm thinking, what can 500 days of summer, does that mean? Oh, that's why you like the ninth configuration too, huh? Yeah. Yeah. All the number things is <laughs> pretty good. But anyways, I need a 13th part seven. <sighs> it's a story. All right. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a story about a um, boy meets a girl 
and he just thinks that she is it. You know, she is the one, and she is just not so sure. And she's little, a little bit ambivalent towards the relationship the whole time, the 500 days of summer. And it takes it through the stages <clears throat> of them courting, of them having a relationship, where he made his fatal mistake in the film as far as in her eyes um, when a guy makes fun of him. They're out a bar, I suppose, and he said, I will buy you a drink to um, – Summer, that's her name, is Summer. So that's the, the glitch there, 500 Days of Summer. It's not like, you know, extended summer vacation or anything like that. But her name is actually Summer. And um, he says, I can't believe you're with that guy. And uh, his his ego was insulted. So he he feels like he's got to, you know, uh, take care defend, of this guy. Defend him, his and honor and her, her honor. honor, right? Yeah, it, it, his, but, yeah. but it was really handled you know the whole the whole situation revealed much because number one when somebody invites me to have it you know invites me they don't realize that i'm married they'll ask me if i want a drink and i'll just say no my yeah. husband uh, i'll just say you yeah, casually you know my husband likes to buy me my drinks you know, something like that so that avoids all the that's funny because when people hit on me, I always say, "Oh, Sean likes to buy me drinks," and then they leave me alone. So yeah, I'm sure they cool. do. <laughs> pretty cool. Thank you, Sean. You think that was okay? So all right, but anyway, you're, you're, picking, that, you're was, picking okay. That, you're picking that scene as the fatal flaw. Yeah, this is a, to me. It, it, well, explain. But what's the flaw? Do they? Okay. okay, she she's highly upset because she's a, uh, you know feels that she could handle this situation, which... Extremely independent woman. Extremely. He took away her age. Painfully right. independent. Yeah, right. and I think that's right. where she... And, and he intruded on her, you know, because of his inadequacies, because he felt like it was about him. But it wasn't about him. It was about her, you know. And I'm sure it could have been resolved a different way. But you never know how life is going to turn out, what, what messages you're sending. So I think that that really made her seem like she couldn't trust him or with her very, um, you know, who she was. And she was some great person. You know, she had a like fun. She was a lot of fun. She was intelligent. She was beautiful. And she seemed to have a good job. You know, she was moving through life in that 20s, you know, age. But then, um, you know, they break up. And it's uh, it's about uh, you know. Well, wait a minute! Don't they break up first? Because the oh, relationship yeah, it's like is really shown in and sort of random. Well, the conceit the conceit of the film of the five hundred days of summer. So they're using those days. So they're jumping back and forth. So you're seeing the first day they meet, everything's great. Then they flash forward to three hundred and sixty-five, number three sixty-five, and they're having a fight over pancakes or whatever it was. Day 20, they're in Ikea holding hands and making cute little jokes about the sink isn't working. You know, day 400, they're in the same Ikea again. He's trying to make the same jokes, and she's just blowing him off. So they're, you know, they're encapsulating they're a relationship. Right. They're connecting in the most beautiful way. You know, couples, when when you meet each other, you really are, you, you are living through a thing that you're going to fix your past mistakes and your, you know, you're going to correct each other's wounds. And that's the purpose a lot of times of a of a reunion, you know, a marriage 
or something that's going to last. Something that you cannot live your life without that other person. You know, you heal. You A couple is not just, you know, a random thing. It's like they are specifically for you. And to well, that's what he believed. And well, and, and but, but well, remember the narrator. The narrator started it with "This is not a love story." Well, that was the first. The narrator didn't narrative. start that little preamble at the beginning. Started. Well, well no, little, but once the, the narrator started talking, he said, "This the is not a author, love story." The author's note at the beginning, yeah. it's, uh, which I think sets right. the movie in and completely. It begins with this: the event, the people in this film are all fictional. You except know, for you Jenny, whatever. Real, except you know, Jenny Berkheimer. You know, bitch. Which I right. think really sets it in a um, very negative. I mean, he's very upset. Well, he's very yeah. angry. Uh, well, right. I'll talk about that when when Debbie's done, because I I definitely have strong feelings about that one word put where it was put. And, and supposedly this is based seventy five percent on the author's actual. Yeah, this happened. A lot of these things happen. So, but you know, the the one of the flaws is she says right from the beginning, I don't want a boyfriend. Yeah, you can't convince someone to have a boyfriend if they don't want a boyfriend. We're young. Well, she, 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 she doesn't believe her. in love. She but said then, she doesn't believe in love. Yeah, she doesn't believe one person for you, and that's. But until you meet that one person, well, that's what his. That's the whole you know, that's philosophy the whole of the film. He believes you meet that one person and they complete you, and it's like magic. And that happened. It just didn't happen to be him. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. Yeah. And that's the um, what gives him peace at the end of the sense. Well, well, that was, well, there's a theory. There's a theory about that scene too that I want but to talk about. There's a there's a, something that she does towards the end of the film, and it's so wonderful and it's so beautiful. After they've had their breakup and they go and they're at this wedding together and they dance, and then it's still not back together again. It's still not, you know, what he thinks is going to happen. And she, afterwards, after she marries someone else, she goes to where he would haunt, you know, where he would be. And she- Because he brought her there when they were dating. Yeah, yes. many times. Yeah. He's an architect right. and he right. admires this one area. So she goes and she sits with him and, and she said, I knew you were gonna be here. And then she explains, she bears her soul to this guy now that to me is true, like respect and love when she does that, even though he's not for her, she has, she has the wherewithal and the care withal to tell him that it is true. He was right all along, you know, now, yeah, but when you're the yeah, guy being dumped, you, that's not what you want to hear. Now the theory on well, that scene, it's the truth, isn't it? Debbie, here's the theory on that scene. Yeah. And I kind of believe it. Their relationship actually ends when he goes to that party, she doesn't he's tell him engaged. she's engaged, but she invites him to the party after the wedding, right? So he goes up to the party on the roof. He realizes she's someone showing a ring, so he knows right away she's engaged. He goes. He leaves. The theory is that's the end. Of, he never sees her again. That scene we see at the end where they're at that bench that they always went to, that's all in his mind to make himself feel better about what happened. And that's why she comes off as so all the information is pouring out and she holds his hand at the end to give him that little extra bit of, you know, assurance that he's a good guy. You know, and what happens funny. next? What happens right after that scene? 
You know, Whose theory like is you that? Said it. Yeah, who's, I like that. I've never heard. Look it I didn't up. Get that it's at all. on IMDb. Go down the IMDb. Did you just say look it up? Do your own research. Thanks. Do your own research. Go to the bottom I, of the I IMDb. I didn't get that at all. I thought that was. Real. I didn't, I'm not saying I got that. I'm saying yeah. that's a theory. Yeah. You know, I usually know that you when said it, that you, you, that you said that right away, I was like, no. But then I'm thinking, maybe it's such a strange scene the way she's behind him and you hear her voice and. And she's holding his hand. Look at it again with that in your brain. Yeah, and you you might know, feel, oh, no, thank I you. I've got to see it again and with that in my mind. <laughs> well, I don't ever want to. I'm with Drew, but I just think that's an interesting Well, here's my thing about that is that when they're playing, you know, when he's being an unreliable narrator, they usually reveal it. Like when he's going to the party, it's like his expectation expectations and reality versus reality yeah they, that those, those was a great device those tricks yeah, like were that. cute i like yeah. those devices yeah, I, right. I thought there was a lot of good filmmaking in this movie you know i like for a bad for a bad film there's a scene for a bad after film. he first has sex with her where he's like walking down the street and suddenly his world has changed he's smiling that's how we all feel it's that car window sure. and the reflection back is harrison ford i know that's but that's Again, that's what I mean. A lot of little bits of interesting stuff in the movie that were terrible. His two friends were awful, okay? Why? I, I don't mean awful human beings. I just thought they were terrible actors. I just didn't like uh, – I didn't, I didn't believe – and the little – the sister, Chloe, Chloe Morantz plays his sister. Grace Morantz. Whatever. Just comes out of no – like, at first I didn't know what the hell she was when she pulls up on the bike and she's giving him advice at the very beginning of the film, which is when the breakup – we we come in here he's already broken up with her yeah so now this little sister just keeps popping up to give him advice oh, like adult, hilarious ad oh my god hilarious it made no sense listen i was a little called, precious for me too i was called from the get-go if he hadn't put the word bitch in there and he just left it that this is not really based on people except for jenny blah 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 and didn't add bitch I might have gone with it, but as soon as I saw a bitch, it's not that I'm opposed to calling, you know, I'm not opposed to that, but it, already I knew the movie was going to be cold. And the movie to me was completely cold. It left me, I've had no feeling at all whatsoever. I, I didn't like, and, and, and it set her up. She was cold. And, 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 no, but, but he, she... but he was also, he was also ridiculous. He's trying, he's begging her to have a relationship. He wants, he's trying to connect with a her. A lot you know, of guys do that. I'm okay, and they're pitiful doing it. Yes, they are. And, and he was. I pitiful. was the most pitiful. I'm just saying. The girl broke and, but, up with but me. But that one word that, that... And then broke up with him, went back with me, and then married another guy. How about well, that? Okay, that's tough. Yeah. Would you call that person a bitch? No. Okay, so that one word set me off. Not mad. I wasn't mad, but I'm like, okay. And I just, I thought the movie was super cold. Now, like you said, a couple, like the dance thing he does, that's that was fun. This guy, I guess Webb was a music video director, right? So he was hitting in his wheelhouse there. The little trick, the reality versus, you know, the reality and expectation. expectation versus that was reality. great. I thought that was very inventive. I didn't like them as a couple. I thought they were smarmy, too. Like you made the joke at the beginning about the penis thing, them sitting in the the, the park and screaming penis, and walking around IKEA. Uh, it's just I was I I wouldn't have liked them as a couple. I don't think. Well, they're in their twenties. They're smarmy. Well, okay. The movie left me super cold, and That's I love nice. Zoe. I thought you would. This would be one you would like. I, I thought so too. But I'm telling you that one word when he did that, I was like, oh. It took a is while for me to recover from that too. 
right? I mean, I, then bit. again, after I broke up with a girl, I was writing songs like When You're Dead and things like that. Okay, well. <laughs> but at least I did it with a, with a wink. Well, he probably, that was probably with a wink. But in the context of this film, I just felt like it. it in black person, and white, it's okay, hard to do a wink. Is that person that he said, uh, you know, bitch, is that person a real person? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's claiming that's, that's, the girl. Zoe's character is based on that girl. I doubt it's not her real name. No. I'm sure no. it's not her real name. I don't think so either. So, so John, it tells the kind of pain he was in. I'm sure his feelings were legitimate. I'm sure he felt like she was a bitch, you know. And, and speaking and of Webb, he, look at Jimmy Webb, the songwriter. All those great early hits were all based on one breakup with one girl. You know, you know, by the time I get the feet, like all just, those great I songs. Found, I, um, I don't know. Arthur I didn't, Clark. I found the, yeah, I found, yeah. I found the relationships with his friends were a little bit, I don't know. And this, the little sister, the little sister, like, I didn't believe that they were brother and sister. Like where I just didn't, the, the age difference was really extreme. That was a big like, age difference. And I just felt like they brought her in just to be, and she's doing, you know, adult words. She called him a pussy at one point, you know, you know, well, he it, was. <laughs> yeah, he is the pitiful character. Yeah, you know, I didn't uh, like that. Uh, Zoe's no. character, Zoe's character was the most straight in the film. I mean, she I didn't know right from the get go. She said what her her intent was. Yeah, he was the pitiful, sniveling little brat, and that's why when he punched that guy in the face, that's what made her go, "Come on, grow up." Yeah, and I think she outgrew him right then and there. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and the guy, the guy that walked right. up to her just said, "What are you reading?" Thing, right. Yeah. That but was again. What happens at the end? He meets a beautiful woman, you know, meet cute, named Autumn. Jesus, I mean, come on. Sometimes you meet a beautiful woman. Uh, That's fine. Meeting beautiful women is awesome. But all right. John and Drew, anything? I want to hear Drew because I don't think Drew liked it. Well, I didn't like it. It's not like it's stupid or awful or something, but I remember when this came out, I had some, I mean, people who love it, loved it, like Roger Ebert and other big critics loved it. And uh, I had friends on Facebook that, I mean, they just, they loved it so much, they couldn't stop talking about it. I'm not saying that as a bad thing. Like, I like when people get excited about stuff. I have been known to be excited about um, George Miller's most recent movie uh, from 2015, so I get it. But I feel like... Chloe Grace Moretz's character as his sister is is one of the Mad it's a Mad. good example of what I don't like about it because it's very precious and she's precocious and isn't she smart and she says naughty adult words and blah blah blah. I mean the the whole movie is about unrequited love, which I think everybody can relate to whether they admit it or not. And they may have been uh, an unrequited lover or have been the, uh, the, the subject of that love. And I give, uh, Summer's character credit for being straight with him from the beginning. I think sometimes you just have to believe people when they tell you what they want. And this is a guy who's like, he has, uh, this love that's unrequited for this woman. That's two things. First of all, he's still dating her, sleeping with her, spending time with her. And that's not enough, but also People can't just be what you want them to be. And to the credit of the movie, it doesn't say this is what happens and he forces her to become something that she isn't and everything. But he is he's pathetic. He's sad. Um, I mean, the I, movie I, did call her a bitch, though. Well, I mean, I, they I, called don't, I mean, Jessica a bitch. Yeah, but he didn't yeah. call his uh, he didn't call uh, Zoe Deschanel 
a bitch. I he think he did. It. I think he, he did. Well, no, the author did. The, uh, the author uh, talked about what happened to him personally, but this movie is a is a is a somebody else's story. This is uh, their story. Zoe uh, Deschanel and okay, okay. Not Except the authors. It's seventy five percent based on somebody, and he called her a bitch. That's all I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not going to perseverate on this one, but I already have. You're not going to what? <laughs> perseverate? Yeah. I don't know what that, that word. mean? You know, get just keep going over and oh. over and over. You know, just what this, go ahead. But what Sorry, movie, Drew, go ahead. What this movie reminded me of was other things that I think did similar things better. Like Mark Webb did Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man 2. And th- those are not good movies. I mean, they're not awful, but they're not good movies. They're the two Spider-Man movies in between the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man trilogy and then the current Tom Holland Yeah, the Andrew Spider-Man Garfield. Movies. Andrew yeah. Garfield the only thing that I unabashedly like about those movies, and I have gone back and even, you know, just watched some scenes over the years, the, the chemistry between Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone is just, it's just real and sweet, even though it's in the middle of like, you know, people swinging around things and superpowers and all this nonsense. And, and their relationship feels real and moving. And Mark Webb also directed episodes of, uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which was a fantastic musical television show about unrequited love. And, you know, if I think of movies about these subjects, like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, I have not seen that in a long time. I loved that movie. And that's also about the failing of love. And it's a story told in a nonlinear style. And that felt like much more emotionally true. But, uh, I also think this movie flirts with that whole, I think some people think this movie is misogynistic because they think she's some sort of monstrous villain or something. I, I didn't read that. And I'm not even sure if we're supposed to think that Joseph Gordon Levitt thinks that about her. He's just very pathetic. Yeah. And I actually watched a movie recently. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's called Slow West. It's a Western with uh, Michael Fassbender and uh, Cody Smith McPhee, who's actually the same kid from Power of the Dog that you were just talking about. And that is a movie about unrequited love that feels like a real tragedy, a life and yeah. death tragedy. And it's really sad. And I just, I don't know. It, it didn't, it, it felt like he's just immature and it made him not sympathetic. And it wasn't like an incel or something, but he just didn't believe her when she said, this is what I want. And he could have said, that's cool. That's cool for now. Or it's not what I want. I got to go see somebody else. All legitimate stuff. But what he did was act like uh, it'll change. And I don't know if he thought he'd convince her or it would change, but she's very, you know, she's very confident in what she wants. But she's also open to different experiences, as you can tell, because she broke up with him. Then she met somebody else. Ten minutes later, they were engaged and married because she felt like that's what she wanted to do. And I don't think that's so much about him being bad or something as that she knows who she is way more than he knows who she is, than he knows who he is. Well, here's I will say at the end, though, Autumn, who he meets in the last scene, that's Minka Kelly. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, the, okay. he, he could have an interesting future, but I just, I don't know. I just didn't really connect with the movie and I felt like it was doing all these things that I just didn't care about. Well, I'm saying this for the guy. Wow. You know, he loved her so much. Obsessively. Obsessively <laughs> that you wonder, you know, Guilty. He, and, and, and you're thinking that he loved her so much in his mind he probably thought he loved her enough for the both of them. You know, your heart is so full of. Yeah, but you cannot, you can't listen. And I can say this from a personal level. What? Yeah. You cannot force that on somebody else. Yeah. No matter how much you think 
you know, being cute in Ikea is going to make her go, oh, this is, it's, it's whatever she wants. She's, that's what she wants. And you can't, you can't force that. The sequel and, to my memoir will be all about that. Well, I think, I think you have to love people for who they are. If you're going to be really yeah. honest, you can become something different together. But if you love someone and then you're like, they're almost what I want, or they're going to change, or if I love them hard enough, it's going to change. That's not mature. That's not adult. That's not realistic. Well, and no, that's gonna I end guess up you're being right. Disappointing. Well, and he's a well, kid. He's a kid. Right, that's he's true. Like 20, 22, 23 it, years old. That's why I said, if, 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 especially yeah. if a guy can't relate to this, they're, they're very lucky or they're not really being honest because it, it, it is, there is something, he's so pathetic, uh, that it, uh, it doesn't, that doesn't feel unrealistic. You know, but I, I, I want to say when I was, That's when I true. was in my twenties, I was in advertising and meeting a wide variety of people. And, um, I was on the sidelines romantically, let us say. And I met a lot of girls who like were confiding in me and I knew at least five girls who were in at the same Gordon Levitt kind of a situation where they're in love and they're going to get married, but they're waiting until he gets his advanced degree. They're waiting until they can afford a house. You know, there was always something that prevents them from doing it. And one by one, they all broke up. You know, this is a couple of years, girls I knew. And it was always the same thing. They dated this guy for like five years. They break up and he's married to someone three months later. It's shocking how many times I saw that play out. You know, which is exactly what happens, you know, in this movie. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, some so, people it felt real to me in that yeah. way. Yeah, it was. I, in my experience, I've known so many people. You spend your twenties and into your thirties, and hopefully, it doesn't extend into your forties. But you know, this obsessive idea of you know unrequited love—that there's something aching and longing in the soul that can only withstand so much of that you take your 20s and you can handle it but when it goes into your 30s and you're still carrying that that's very serious heartache you know that is a soul thing that you for for that to happen to get over something like that that hurt and rejection to keep requiring to go back to that unrequited love there is something that's missing in your in your in your soul that you need to address you know it's very these, this movie is so healing because it it could just step by step show you, you know, you need something. No, but you need it, something, and you need another person. I'll give the movie credit for one scene. It's a scene you brought up earlier. We would expect in that scene at the bar when the, when that guy hits on her, and 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 Gordon Levitt punches the guy, and then Gordon Levitt gets hit. We assume that's going to be the aw shucks, the moment where she goes, oh, my God, this is the guy for me. And they completely flipped it. They, yeah. she, You know, you walk in, the next thing you see is she's pissed at him for doing that. By the way, in the credits, that guy is credited as the douche. douche. Yeah. Yes. The douche. And he was. True. Yeah. I'm just saying, oh, that's, you know, at least, at least it, it broke my expectations of what you would expect from a rom-com at that point. But then again, I, I wasn't invested. But Well, here's, here's, here's the lesson I, I learned, but also the lesson – he didn't learn in the movie, and we, we brought it up. I don't know whether it was true or true. In a sense, he doesn't deserve Summer because he is not letting her be. He's not seeing her as a person independent of him, you know, and meeting her at where she's at. He's He is forcing a role on her. I mean, there's no doubt he loves her. I, oh, John's like rolling his eyes. Well, no, I mean, I, I, well, 
Go ahead, Go ahead John. Jump in oh, because yeah, you John, have John. Say, what do you think of the movie? Tell well, look. Uh, okay, Real I've spot. never seen this movie. Okay, <laughs> I love uh, jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I think he's supremely talented. He's Zoe, wonderful. Zoe Dish, She's. You know what? Ralph loves her, and she yeah. reminds me of a little pixie. But like, like when she's walking through the bus and everyone's looking at her. No, she's not the kind of girl that everybody turns a head at. They, that's just not true. That's tough. But but for me, oh, yeah. like I like. It starts off in the beginning. They tell you this is not a love story. So you already know they're not going to end up together. The first scene is they've already broken up. So I have no expectation that they are going to fall in love in this movie because they've already set that up. As far as the bitch thing goes, look, when, when a girl breaks up with you that you are all head over heels in love with, you have to justify it. So you justify the breakup by going after the girl. I know a guy who was married who, when the marriage gets split up, said he wanted his wife to die. Okay, so bitch, that. it really isn't well, that big of a stretch. Like that. Not, not, no, but what like, I'm saying is, so you can't accident. get offended by, by bitch, accident, though. Yeah, and then say, on the other hand, I, I hope she dies, or oh she's a psycho, John, or she's this brother you're talking about. I'm, I'm not going to say who it was. I can honestly I, say I've said that. Okay, I've heard. Or, I've said heard, it. I, you know, it's like, oh, I just wish maybe a boss was ex-girlfriends get trashed by the guys they were. The other one, the other one is John. This is the other one when you're about to break up with someone is you pray. That they don't get sick or get cancer or anything before See, you that's, break up. I mean, all why I connected, <laughs> why I connected with this movie, and and Who's I'll tell you exactly why. Right when you're young, like I, I, look in high school, I had a high school sweetheart, right, and the world revolved around this girl. So I go away on a camping trip, and uh-huh. I'm with my buddies, and I missed her, so I call her, and I just got a weird vibe from her. And I sat down with the guys. I said, "She's gonna break up with me when I get back." I get back home, I'm on the phone with her, and another friend's over there. He takes a picture of me on the phone while she's breaking up with me. Nice. But he doesn't know that. So you see the look on my face. Do you have, you that, have that picture? We'll show it. You have I it? do have. No, I'm not showing you the picture. Oh, I want to see, see it, John. The feeling, the feeling that I had. Now, this is high school. It happened a couple times where you're in love with somebody. At the time, you think this is the one. And everything revolves, revolves around this person. You're not trying to change them. You just want them to love you as much as you love them. That's what you want. Yeah, but that's and, changing and, them sometimes. Well, I mean, you want and them it's to. it's super pitiful. Well, okay, I'm not saying it's not. But it that's how I resonated with this. Because this guy at that age is feeling what a lot of guys feel when they get dumped from somebody that they're totally in love with. They can't understand it. They they sit in a darkened room, listen to sad music all the time. Sure. I resonated with that. Now, what happens when you find the person, like for me, it ended up being Rose. And, and what brought us together at one point, we were, we were together for five years and she wanted to get married. And I just wasn't ready to get married. And we split up. And I remember how like sick to my stomach I was all the time. I'm at work. I can't think and I can't figure out why this is happening because every, I mean, I get it. I didn't want to get married and, and that's what she wanted. And it took a little while. And actually she's the one who ended up calling me, but. I'll tell you this, she called me 10 o'clock at night one night, and she lived at the time about an hour away from me. And within five minutes, I'm out the door going to her house because I was like, that's all I needed. I just needed her to give me the okay. And then when you find that actual person that you do connect with, not the ones you think you connect with, 
But the ones you actually, the one you actually do, then you say, okay. But yeah, but you to get again, you, the pain the, that is you real. feel yes. is so real. Of course. And, and that's I mean, how, that's how I connected with this because I remember how I felt and this kid was feeling that pain. And, and that, to me, it was very realistic the way, the, what he was feeling. I mean, that was so real to me and that's why I connected with it. And, and the fact that at the very end, you know, they talked about fate and one little, like she said, you know, I went to the deli instead of the movies and this guy walked up to me. It was the same thing in that, in that building when that, uh, you know, they were going for the same job and he turns around and that was, and her name happened to be Autumn. I, I thought that was cute, but, but why it resonated with me was the pain that the guy felt because I've been through that and it's so visceral. John, yeah. Why were you afraid to get married? I just, I just felt like I, I, I wasn't ready to, I wasn't ready to live with somebody full time. I just didn't want that. I was pretty independent. Well, you could just uh, live but, together three days a week or something if you want. Well, that, that Ralph works. figured out the I thing. I can tell you but, that but works. That, but, but listen, once that happened, because I, I remember having this conversation with somebody who I really respect. And they said, well, why don't you want to marry her? And I said, well, do you know what it is? It's not, it's just not perfect. And I'll never forget. He just said to me, he goes, John, it's never perfect. And I remember I after remember, he said I remember that, that. I remember, I remember that. after that, I just said to myself, what the hell am I looking for? This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Oh. And, and believe me, I'm not the easiest person to get Thanks, along John. with. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. I appreciate you bringing that John. up. And, and, and that's when I said right then, I said, that's it. Well, I, I, I want to get married. And I'm happy I did. And, and Listen, I'm, I'll, I'll throw some truth out. The last year and a half before I met Maria, I went on a dating spree. And I was, I was, let Gordon Levitt. I was, I was way going way too hard trying to make people like me and do whatever I, you know, whatever it was. And, and, and it's, it's not fair to that other person. Not fair. So by the time I met Maria, I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm just going to play this cool. I don't care anymore. Boom. All right. And, and that's what I mean. It just happens. But I, I, but as for a film, from a film standpoint, I just felt super cool. I, I expected it to be a romantic comedy. I thought, okay, they come in at the beginning and they're broken up. I thought for sure this thing was going to work out and they were going to end up together. That's what I expected. But they told you it wasn't a love story. A lot of films lie. A lot of narrators lie. Listen, yeah. the brokenness. It- Plus, I thought that was, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, from Airplane. No. Uh, Leslie Nielsen. It sounded like Leslie Nielsen. I was trying okay. to figure out who no, that was. You know who the I'm actor is. Thank you. Now, the brokenness that you have in life from these situations, unrequited love, leads you to the healer that you're to marry. So, okay, this is so good to have this movie because it is so important to be broken and then the marriage that you find after the brokenness is to heal your soul. Yes, and well, I, was, I, I think, but it's different. It's different when you're young. Yeah, it's just different when you love is different when you're young, and yeah. then when you get oh, older. I, I know. I know. It, it's it all is. emotion. It's all you know. I mean, you're not thinking straight when you get older. It's different. And is I got he married. trying to play? What's he trying to do? Is he I'm trying, trying to, to play sing a song? A song. Oh, oh. oh hold on, Sean. I mean, John. First, I want to commend you for being so honest because I think that's um, really generous of you and honest of you, and I think. 
part of why I don't like this character in this movie is probably because I, I, and I'll say this as, as honestly as well. I recognize some of my own past and pain that I've experienced in the movie. I just found that he wasn't sympathetic probably because I didn't think I was sympathetic when I felt like that or when I saw other people doing like that. So thank you very much for saying that. And for me, a really important lesson that sounds like a similar lesson to what you learned actually was tied to a different movie. I don't know if you guys ever saw Moonlight Mile. It was uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Ellen Pompeo. So Jake Gyllenhaal's engaged. He's going to marry this woman, and then he's going to go work for her dad, Dustin Hoffman. And Dustin Hoffman and Susan Sarandon are going to be his in-laws. And right before they're supposed to get married, she dies in a car crash. And he's like, yeah. well, I already committed, so I'm going to go and I'm going to work for them. His fiance dies. And... um then he meets this woman played by Ellen Pompeo, who's Meredith Grey in Grey's Anatomy. And it turns out he's trying to do the right thing by his dead fiance's parents. But he and his fiance actually broke up a few weeks before, uh, before, um, she the died and they couldn't bear to like be honest about it and tell the truth. It's a really wow. like much more affecting movie than I expected. And I feel like a lot of people would probably see the movie and, and be like, I mean, it's okay. It's well, really well acted and everything, but something in the, when I, I remember when I saw that movie, when something in, in the way that story was told and what it was, it really, it, it just threw this lesson out at me that there's no right time for anything and that you have to do what you think is right or what you think is right for you and another person. And you, you have to be honest about, about everything with yourself. And I think that's a really good lesson because at the end of this movie, I feel like Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character is primed to do the exact same thing. <laughs> and that's really not, he's not going to change. He's not changing. No, that, exactly. Like he's, and he's, he may find, he, he may find the right lesson. one for him. Yeah. He may find the one that, that, likes what he's doing but he's going to be exact which we all are we all are look look i can't i saw a lot of myself in him and i'm not talking about my young self i'm talking about my later life self and it, you know i'm not that's not why i didn't like the film but i can see you know this i haven't seen eternal sunshine and the spotless mind which i think i oh, probably fantastic. enjoy quite a bit there's another one called p.s i love you have you guys seen that with gerard butler and hillary swank I think I saw it and I don't really remember it. So it's, I, I really enjoyed that one. It's about a guy. Uh, they're, they're a young couple. He ends up dying, but through oh, she, he know, leaves notes and stuff. He leaves notes one? for her yeah. to keep oh, going, okay. and yeah. and it's quite affecting. Um, I just was this movie. I was super cold on, and I just, I just, and I like, like you guys know Zoe. I just think I, and the whole point is he's falling in love. He's falling in love with an image. Like we all do with Zoe. He's falling in love. He says it right at the beginning that, you know, his friend says she could be a super skanky, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He's falling in love with an image like we all do with her. And that may be what the movie's saying is you don't know the people you're, you think you're falling in well, love you with. Well, you can, you can choose to not know the people. It's much more frightening and, um, takes a lot more maturity and bravery to know the person for who they really are as a person and to be who you are as a person in a relationship. And he is, very, very immature. And that's not a yeah, criticism she, of him as a person, but she is, she, I think is sometimes painted as a villain by people who think that she's, she's mean or something. When she, I just, I have a lot of respect for her, uh, being straight with him pretty much the whole time. And yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, even if that ends up being an uncomfortable conversation or the end of a relationship. Or but he proved place. his point about true love. He proved it to her because she ended up, who did not believe in love, met the person that 
it, they fell in love. And something she said wasn't going to happen. Well, I so think she kind of proved his point. I and think she, she, I think she proved him. that you have to be who you are. But and, yeah, and he he like his version. We don't know that her version of meeting this guy and getting married is anything like his version of, you know, we're we're destined to be together. It's fate, the one, and we don't know that. She just said again, I, I didn't watch- marry you because I didn't love you because I didn't love you. I I married him because that's what I felt. That's what I wanted to do, and that's not bad. And when you watch that scene, probably maybe thinking that the scene only happened in his head. Yes, she's completely telling him. You were right. Yeah. You were right all along. I was wrong. And, uh, you know, I hurt yeah. you. And, and gave, I'm sorry. Her, gave him that. closure. I'm yes, sorry. It, yes. It, in his not. mind, it did. No, right. not in his mind. For in me, reality. their relationship. I don't she loved him enough to go back. I think it was real, even though I'm. If she too. really loved, if she loved him enough, why no, would she go to that a, wedding? Why would she go to that wedding? I was with him on this one. Why would you go to that wedding? In order Why would you go to that wedding and not tell him she has a boyfriend at home? That she did seem unkind. Sure. What was the purpose of that little she play? Wasn't that she wasn't sure. Because it would have it would have crushed him engaged. before the wedding. That a wedding that he was at, it would have crushed him, and they both would have had an awful time. She didn't even so. know he was going to be at that wedding. She I know. She knew until until the they saw each other in the train. No. So See, I get that, but I, no, I, you're, I, I no, think, I don't buy that. Okay. Okay. Well, I got I got to sing a song. Okay, sing your song. Okay. You're a bitch. Oh, sorry. <laughs> when you're dead, when you're dead, I'll be happy. When you're dead, oh, is this? When you're dead, when you're dead, I'll be happy. When you're dead, Look how happy I don't is. mean to make you cry, but listen, girl. You're gonna die. I can't tell you when it'll be. Uh, to our, to our subscribers out there, he wrote this after a girl sing. broke up with him. You broke. Okay, I, I could go on like that, but you, that 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 is a song you wrote after someone broke up with you, right? That yeah, is, that's totally that's immature, insane. Sean. Do you think that was that's uh, that's Adam Sandler and the Wedding Singer? <laughs> yeah, I get it. Although, I, listen, I I don't I don't that's condone what you did. Eighty four. I don't condone what you just sang, but I understand the sentiment behind it. Damn. Well, that's an immature. Uh, I, I, there was a. Oh, hell, that's completely yes, it is immature. Debbie. That's true. Have you not learned that we're immature? You know that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yes, I'm um, starting to see that. Oh, just starting. Wow. Yeah, slow, just slow learning. And that's uh, the truth. All right, let's. Um, what anything else you want to say before we rate it? What does Chris think? Uh, he didn't watch it. I don't think. I think Chris got the uh, the adaptation in a book. Yeah, he's you got know, a comic novelization. Book. He's yeah. got the comic. he got the novelization. Five hundred yeah. pages of summer. That's right. <laughs> That's good. No, but, I just but, uh, yeah, I don't really, you know, despite all of our talk, and I like this episode because I like it when we kind of talk about ourselves a bit. You know how it re- how the movie gets really, you know, it's like the uh, promising young woman discussion. You know, uh, but um, you know, it's very personal, but. Did you like the film, John? I don't understand. I did. I did like it. Okay. I, I, I mean, it, I connected with it on the level that I told you, and I like the fact that as hurt as he was at the end, they implied that, you know, because of fate and what the narrator was saying, that this is his chance at true love. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But I think like with Ralph and I, look, and I've had discussion with Ralph a lot about love and marriage, and him and I couldn't be on farther on opposite ends of the spectrum on our views 
on that category. So I'm not surprised by how he feels about this movie versus the way I feel about, about the guy and, and love and all this. So that doesn't surprise me. Um, but I just know that, you know, those times when you're younger and you're in love, it's a different kind of love. Yeah. Sure. And it's yeah. And it's just, it, it, it is raw and it's so painful when you, when you're like into somebody like your heart and your soul and they just don't, you know, they like that, they, they you're done, they're done with you. Well, you're not done with them for a Let long time. Let me tell you, time. you don't have to be a kid for that to be a, a problem. No, but it's different okay. when you're older. It's, it no, is it's different. not. It, it is well, not. You can, so you can be, you can be more mature. I think your brother is right. Yeah, you can. You, you, you can, you handle it differently. Yeah, you think you're going to be more mature, but I'm telling you those feelings. You handle it differently. Same f- yes, you have to because you've got an adult. You have responsibilities. Well, that's what I mean. It's just different. Think about. It's but but the feeling is the same. But I'm telling you from from my own experience, the feeling is exactly the same. That the, the desperation you feel and the hurt you feel and the what's wrong with me? What what am I doing wrong? And she's a bitch. You know, all those feelings come through. But it you know yes, it's different because you have to wake up and go to work and you have bills to pay and all this other stuff. But it's it's in there. It's amazing how quickly you can fall back into that high school persona. Uh, well, I, I remember when I when I lived in L.A. I um I met this girl and we um we were friendly at first through some mutual friends and then we went on some dates and we really like we really hit it off. It was really nice. That it felt like something really nice is starting here and and that I mean that's just a really fun part of any relationship or anything. I really enjoy that and the the. The, the tension, anticipation, all that kind of stuff. And then I said, Hey, I want to take you out to a nice dinner. And she said, Yeah, that would be great. So I took her out to dinner and she was pretty quiet all dinner, which wasn't like her. And, uh, so I took her to dinner and I was like, you know, working as an assistant in Hollywood. So this was kind of a big investment. And, um, I took her home and I said, Hey, what's, what's wrong? And, uh, cause I went to kiss her and she didn't seem interested. And she said, Um, uh, I'm really just, I'm not feeling it. I don't, I don't want to do this. So that really hurt. At the same time, I actually really, even at that moment, I was like, well, I'm glad you're telling me now. Right. Oh, I wish yeah. I, told you I don't want to dinner. do this for six months, but that yeah. was the other thing. That I was <laughs> yeah, she could have. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Why are you tell me the <laughs> before I drop a hundred bucks or whatever. Right. hundred exactly. bucks in Boy, she's smart. Like, yeah, like that. Like, but that was like that was actively shitty. And frankly, that didn't. I didn't mean I didn't know her that well, but that didn't seem like something she would do. But I remember there was some part of me being hurt. Was like, all right, good. So we're cutting our losses now. Uh, I would have liked to have cut our losses about three hours earlier, because or three uh, hours uh, later. Not, well, well, but I mean, it was whatever she was feeling, it snuffed out. And that shit happens. That's fine. It's, right. it, it does happen. And I also, I think closure is, is overrated. I don't think it really necessarily means anything. I've heard you say that before. I don't know what you mean well, by that. Because that, that means it's like, okay, I don't feel that feeling anymore, or I, yeah. I can live with something that's only in the past. And if you feel that way about something, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with feeling that way. But to make that a goal, you, you don't know what you're going to, feel or not feel you don't yeah. know what you're going to feel as intensely in a year in 10 true. years in 50 years and sometimes people can have experiences that you're like oh you know i uh, i thought my marriage was amazing and then one day my wife left me i mean that's going to hurt probably to some degree or another for the rest of your life but nobody can say you know in four years and three months it's going to be fine you know you're gonna like you don't like, know it's like you it's like know. grief Nothing. it's like anything Listen, like i'm yeah. still sad i'll still shed a tear for uh for all the animals that we have had that we've lost and i am i I think that's perfectly natural perfectly real but i know that what grief feels like for me and grief doesn't feel like 
closure. It doesn't feel like it ends. It just feels like it works its way into the fabric of your life and gets tied up with liking and remembering things. Right. And that's my experience. But if you say, I'm going to feel this way at some certain point that's going to make me feel better, I mean, or that's, that doesn't. You need to feel this way. Right. Or, I'm or, showing exactly. you, or you should I'm showing you the different. Ringo Starr album right. and you're supposed to well, react. That, oh, isn't that, that cute? Well, that is um, a horrible album. I just want to say one before we, there's another thing. So as I'm watching the movie, cause I knew I was bored cause I'm flipping through the IMDb. It's like they had to tell me. It's like it, like it wasn't obvious in your nothing in punching the face. The scenes they do with the numbers, you know, where the numbers are turning. Mm-hmm. When it's a good number, it's a bright background. Right. When it was a bad day, it was a dark background. I noticed like, that. I noticed like the director's that. like making this thing like this is such a big revelation. Are you kidding me? Give me a break. It's a blue day. If it's happy, it's a dark day when it's sad. So I just felt like the movie, we can get, we can rate it now, but I just, uh, you know, I'm going to rate it down. I was upset from the beginning. As much as I like Zoe Deschanel, and I was hoping that the, you know they'd have a happy ending, I was I was glad to see her move on from him because he was a pitiful little sniveling kid, and she's probably got a great relationship with her new husband. He lied; to, he was trying to force her into something that he wanted her to be, and I'll give her credit for uh, for sticking to her guns, even though the author, the the guy who wrote it, called her a bitch from the get go. So if he if he said he wanted to kill her, would you be okay with that? No, of course not, John. Oh, but you said well, but you, you said can- that. Oh, oh, an on. accident, can, like I said, an accident. I wouldn't want so him can, to directly be responsible. You, there's but a difference between something hurting so much, a, I want no. them to die, and actually killing them. Like it, it's, yeah. it's not. You can feel. Things yeah, like Sean's you, song was, so you know, just gonna aspirational. Somebody. It wasn't. Uh, he didn't actually <laughs> want to kill. Him. Well, you know, I, I want to just delve a little bit deep, deeper. So yippee ki nay. That's what I'm saying. Whoa, whoa, Debbie's deep. Oh, Debbie's going deep. I, I just wanted, I just want to say this about. Oh, one more thing. I'm sorry. Hold that, Debbie. This conversation is 10 times better than the film was, okay? Well, that's how I feel about this film. said you that, said that you said that. Now, tell me this movie was not worth it. Uh, it's worth this conversation. It was worth having this conversation exactly. with you. And I do want to remember not to painfully so sit like, through this film. Like and subscribe for conversations of this caliber if you're really lucky. Right. You can't predict it, but it yeah. might happen. And if this gets a lot that. of hits, I'm going to sing on every no. show. And now, <laughs> now the caveat here, uh, getting personal with my first husband, who uh, died of mushroom poisoning. Uh, allegedly. Oh okay. <laughs> little arsenic and old lace. And, you know, he he loved me. He tracked me. He met me in high school, and he and I, I didn't even, he didn't register at all to me. He was an upperclassman. And then I met him later, and then he... He just charmed his way into dating me. And I, I said, no, I don't think so. You know, I didn't really feel the vibe or whatever. But he pursued me until the point we got married. And he, I knew he loved me, and I wished I would have been able to love him. But there was something in my soul that didn't. I, did, I didn't. But I married him anyway, stupidly. Oh, you didn't love him and you married oh, him? I, I didn't. Um, and then I feel bad. I felt really bad my whole, you know, a lot. And then my second husband, I loved that guy a lot. He was my uh, chemistry tutor. I was having a hard time with um, determining with the, the, blood. the more lar- uh, Did he teach you about uh, poison mushrooms, the chemistry? Yeah, chemistry. he was the one. Chemistry. T- but tutors he, are he hot. Was like, he, was a, he was brilliant. He was like a... Dating tutors guy. are tight. <laughs> I loved him. I, he was... I really looked up... I really... 
like revered him. He was so smart. He was my tutor and I loved him. And that's when he left us, me and my girls, all of us, it was so hard. It was just terrible. And I was in my thirties. I was 33 when he left, walked out on us and uh, married somebody. He said he didn't want to be married anymore. And oh, I was broken. I, I mean, I was three kids. We could do a show on that. Yeah, it was terrible. And uh, that's why my soul was hurt. And uh, until I met Sean, he's my healer. And um, to realize. Did he write a song for you? Yes, I did. When you're dead, he just sang it. <laughs> I sang a song to her at our wedding. And he did a oh. cartwheel too at our wedding. Okay. Yeah. All right. I Sean, you did a cartwheel? All right. Anyway, All right. get Please. back to this okay. movie. Oh. oh. This really, I, I want to sell this one more time. A marriage is the. The healer of your soul. Your soulmate is actually responsible for healing all the damage the other people did. Uh, Ralph's got one healed soul. <laughs> and I'm so happy you got Maria. I'm so glad. We are too. I mean, that, that's true love. I think she's going to heal you. It's true love. And you know? I tell you what, I hey, gotta maybe I'm healing her. Okay, John, rate this movie. All right, enough. I, enough I, I, I give it a. I give it a yippee ki yay. Okay, I liked it. Um, I was going to say yippee ki. Uh, nay, but um, this brought it to a meh for me. I think it was, it was interesting to revisit it. I did not really didn't like it when I first saw it, but I, I'm glad we talked about it. Okay, but you Sean, I guess you're a yippee kai. What? Yay? Me? Yeah, you? Yeah. Oh, the other Sean. I, I can. I can. I, I'm like you, Ralph. That opening put me off, but um, I saw a lot of um, my younger self in this character. Mm -hmm. You know. Sean you know, needed healing too. I saw you more as his friend with the crazy hair. No, that's what I saw. I'll tell you what. Let me just the friend who worked in the car shop, the one who married Christina Hendrickson. Yeah, he's, he's my uh, last girlfriend. Now, wait, which one married Christina? The goofball Jeffrey Aaron in real life. He married uh, Christina Hendrickson. Wow. Yeah. So some people like that. He, yeah. He really. Uh, he my last girlfriend before I married Debbie. She, um, she, you know, she came over at my house. She was in an amorous mood, I will say. Oh and she was so happy and upbeat. We just lost whatever viewers you just got. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, I, I said, look, I want to take a picture of you because she was so happy. So I took the camera out and I took a picture. I, she's posing at the bottom of my stairs there. And I took the picture. She's like, she, that's when I noticed a big-ass engagement ring. On her finger. Very oh. perceptive there, Sean. Oh, yeah. Man. You noticed it when you were taking the picture? Yeah. I took the oh, picture. And oh, there was the engagement ring. And I'm like, what is that? She's like, then her mood changed. She's like, I was going to tell you I'm engaged. Oh, my God. I'm like, wow. Just like the movie. Just like yeah, the movie. Yeah. And then like she the was never seen All right. Again. Good one. All right. Before I spin, I have a little announcement. I'm going to be thumbs up on it because I've seen it. It's not thumbs up. That's another show. I'm going to be yippee Kaye. Thank you. Man, uh -huh. oh, man. The branding is important. You guys keep forgetting. Not you guys. I'm sorry. Sean keeps forgetting. All right. So I have a slight announcement. I'm negotiating with a young millennial female to join the podcast once in a while, if not. Is this your wife? Criminal. Nope. I said a young millennial female. So oh, to join your marriage or to join One the of podcast? my nieces, who I found out when I was home this weekend, has a, a COVID database. She has been compiling some sort of... Her rating system for films. Cool. And we're trying to figure out a way to get her on and sort of work her into the, the fabric of our show. Why doesn't she a, do what every other guest goes, show up and then just stay? 
We're going to try it. So I want to weave in a female, another female and a millennial in here and kind of get back to some of that. So I'm, we're still negotiating. John's giving me a weird look because I, I think he's trying to, he's trying to get it for the other show we have and I'm trying to, I'm trying to get in on that. So, uh, well, she is our niece. So I figured that'd be perfect for cue it up. So yeah, well, she'll be good for this one too. That's all right. Whatever you want, whatever you want. So we're going to, does she know all these people who are dying? Because I doubt it. it up is, it's like the obituary show. Oh yeah, no, Steve's, no. But I mean, uh, daughter. I'm Steve's sorry, daughter. Steve's daughter. Steve's daughter. Yeah. All right, I'm going to spin the wheel. Uh, Drew is whoa, out. Whoa, whoa, for, whoa! What? I just want to say, uh, Debbie and I will not be here next week. Then we shouldn't. Well, then well, this yeah. we should take a well, week off. Let's then. do yeah. it. Let's do it anyway. We'll be on a cruise. No, no, no. Oh, no your Wi-Fi happen. will be on this. Okay, no, hold no, on a the second. Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi is too unreliable. You cruise. can't do it on a cruise. All right, so we'll just skip a week. Well, then we have to. That's put what me I back told Sean. He said, and, "Surely uh, we can do it on a cruise." Put me, uh, so put me back put, on that wheel, and we'll spin for two weeks from now. Okay, let's spin. Okay, hang on. Give me a second to do that. Okay, there's our four, right? Yeah. This is, I'm assuming Chris will be here next time, but I hope so. I don't know how I yeah, did that. I hope that so. is crazy. So, All right, so there you go. So I'll let Chris know that he's got the next film, um, and it'll be our same thing—a film he had not seen. That's right. And, and I want to—I want to compliment Debbie for picking this film because obviously she's defending the film, but she had—you know—it was just something she had never seen, and I thought great. it led to a great discussion. Yes. And no. I like the format. I love this uh, going for something, you know? That you hadn't seen? Yeah. This is a great idea. I was trying to sell her on Mulholland Drive, which you had I was going to watch that. but so I've never seen that all too. the way through either. So yeah, this is interesting. There's a lot of films I have not seen. Like you mentioned Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Never have seen you, it. Have you seen Spitfire Grill? I have seen that once. We had to. We had and once and only once. Some idiot. Once no, that is enough. not true, Debbie. Stop that. No idiots. Um, no yeah. idiots. No idiots. Um, and you know, that's it. That's Things it. work, and I'm glad you like it. I think I think it's fun. It kind of breaks it up a little bit, and um, you know, it's fun to see what people haven't seen, and uh, and we, most like this one I hadn't seen, so it's you know, it's all working. And all we right? have two guests, which I'll organize once I get back from the cruise, potentially. Again, you're threatening with more guests that we never get. No, we can get them. It's just that I wanted to make sure, you know, get through a little bit. We can get them. We're just not going to schedule and interview them. Okay. Yeah. But we can. One is we'll a bass em. player for a, um, a fantastic, uh, band. And I know what movie he wants to talk about. And the other is a previous guest who did the casting on a lot of those action films who reached out to me after our action thing. It's like, why didn't you have me on? Oh. I, I did all these great films from, this, from the eighties. And like I told you then, and I think this is the yeah, fourth well, time so I've said it to you. This thing after- I said, as soon as you get them, we'll move everything. We'll put them on. Yeah. So, we'll do okay. It. So you guys all heard me again, right? So go on your cruise, relax on your cruise. When you get back, start booking these guests, okay? Is that okay, the, really I, the fourth time that Sean has said that? Because that's like Ralph's magic number. So, Well, you know, Ralph was getting number. married. I didn't want to Q-U-A, Quattrucci, oh, of course. Four go. wives, four, you know, four whatever Sean's four doing. Stick, stick with three. Four weddings and a funeral. It'll be four weddings and a funeral. Oh, somebody's going to die. Well, everyone will die, Debbie. I'm going to. Well, All right, everybody. Try not to die this week. Have a good week. Don't eat the mushrooms. We're skipping one week. Let me know what night you want to do. Cue it up for Elvis. We'll do it next Tuesday. Oh, uh, well, no, we got to do one this week. All right, I'll do a solo one this week. Yeah. 
All right. Review Elvis right. this week. No, you want I'm going to go on a rant this week. Um, that's Look the one forward I'm to do. hearing Chris's choice. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I'll let him know. Hopefully, he'll be All available. Right. If not, have a great week, everybody. Thanks for watching. All right. See you guys. Let's hear the music. When you're dead, when you're dead, I'll be happy. When you're dead, I don't mean to make you cry. But listen, girl, you're gonna die. Just wait and see.